this Tuesday. Let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As Jesus was passing through a field of grain on the Sabbath, his disciples began to make a path while picking the heads of grain. At this, the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need, and he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God when Abiathar was high priest, and ate the bread of offering that only the priests could lawfully eat, and shared it with his companions? Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That is why the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Through our journey following Jesus, we must learn to be purified by Him. It is not a simple yes from one day to the next. It's much more complex than that, and thus why it is also the most beautiful. When we initiate a Christian life, and we don't experience faith as a journey, but rather just as a pretty moment, a passing fancy, isolated from our entire life, that's when we risk being left by the side of the road and say, is this what being Christian is all about? But what we should know is that Jesus never deceives us. He never lies in his Gospels. He was always clear and direct. In reality, we may have been deceived by those who invited us to follow him just to add us to their group of believers. Or maybe we allowed ourselves to be deceived because we often choose to listen selectively because we don't want to hear the whole truth. What am I referring to here? When both disciples listened to John and decided to follow Jesus, he turned around, and when he noticed they were following him, he said to them, What do you want? It was not a routine question. Jesus wants to know the purpose of our search. Why do we follow him? To follow him for our own good, to purify our intentions, to discover our true motivation, and not follow him by default without knowing why, or just following someone thinking he is somebody else. Who do we follow in reality? Who do we know? Where are the millions of Christians who say they believe in God or say that they love Jesus? When I ask where they are, I don't mean do they go to Mass, because there are thousands who go to Mass, but they do not truly know who they are following. I am referring to us all. We must all follow the process the disciples followed. How opportune and wonderful it is that today we can ask ourselves, what do we want? What do we expect from following Jesus? Do we truly search for Him, or are we searching for things or solutions to our problems, searching for ourselves to find Him? Glimpses of the Gospel today indicate that not all that suggest they are religious truly are. In this particular case, the Pharisees, who claimed to be ultra-religious, often had loose tongues to criticize, just like many today who claim to follow Jesus also exhibit the same flaws. St. James the Apostle said, In God's eyes, pure religion without flaw is taking care of orphans and widows in their moment of need and not getting contaminated by the material world. That is to say that in its true meaning, religion is pure love for our neighbor, 
for those in the most need. He also said, If he is a religious person but can't control his tongue, he lies to himself and his religiousness is rooted in emptiness. There is a great danger in the hearts of men, and it is damaging when it is based on false religiosity, preoccupied by the outside world, and not for what lies in the heart. It becomes like a virus that we can all be infected by, the religious and the non-religious, believers and non-believers. Because when this virus grows in a person who claims to be religious, it's a hundred times worse because it grows, becomes deeply rooted, and is camouflaged as goodness in search of sanctity, almost pretending that the purpose is to save the world. All of us, without exception, tend to fall for false appearances. Our original flaw makes us forget that what defines a man is not what lies in the external world, but rather in the heart, and that we truly don't know what lies in the hearts of others. What we see in others, and others see in us, are just mere appearances, if what lies within is not pure, or at least seeks rectitude and sincerity. The Pharisees of today's gospel, just like the ones in other gospels, judged and judge what they see without considering circumstances, without considering the background of situations, without knowing the hearts of men, nor that of Jesus. They simply judge based on appearances as we so often do ourselves in our own way. It is probable that we often judge with good intentions, but that's not the point. The point is that for better or worse, we judge without knowing man's heart. That is why it doesn't matter whether what we say is right or wrong, if what we say is said with good or bad intentions, but rather judging without knowing and assuming that we know, that is the grave sin. That is the flaw we must ask Jesus to heal from us. Otherwise, why do we follow Jesus? To love him and to emulate him more and more with each passing day, and to strive so that never should our lips express a single judgment against others. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.